Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone. This is Steve Clear, and thanks for joining us here on the Next Level Brands Podcast. We're brought to you today, as always, by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses, workshops, and webinars for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. Right now, Kitchen to Shelf is dedicating resources and communications to help you weather the COVID-19 crisis. If you want to talk about ways your business can survive and even grow stronger, please reach out with no obligation via the website, kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two shelf.com, what you need to know to grow. Hi, this is Steve Clear. My guest today is Joe Tarnowski. For 20 plus years, Joe's been an editor for various retail and CPG trade media publications, most recently with Progressive Grocer, where he was at for actually 14 years. He's also written for Gourmet Retailer, Convenience Store News, Retail Leader, and Food Service Director. Joe also contributes to industry publications like Drugstore News and Chain Drug Review. But for the past six years, he's been the VP of Content for ECRM where he develops thought leadership content, whether it's blogs, video interviews, podcasts, including the ECRM podcast, and all forms of social media. If you are an active LinkedIn user in the CPG space, you have seen and you have heard Joe as he is a LinkedIn star. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hey, thanks for having me, Steve. And thanks for the little LinkedIn plug there. <laughs> hey, no, no, no problem. It's, it's true. You know, it's, it's um, the amount of stuff that you do and the quality people you get you know, obviously, you know, going through and with the different ECRM things is that, you know, um, there's just so much and so many people and even sometimes stuff categories I don't even work in. I just stop and listen to it because you make it so entertaining. So that's the important thing. Well, um, you know, you got to have fun with these things. If, if you don't, then what's the point, you know? <laughs> no. And doing the podcast has been, you know, our podcast has been the most fun I've, I've had in years in talking to people and, and great stories. And we're going to, we're going to have some today for sure. But, you know, uh, I wanted to start out Joe real quick because yes, I know you're famous and I, I you know, and you're all over the place on social media, but can you tell the folks who might not know a little bit about uh, ECRM? and what it is as an organization and its services. Sure, I'll give a, a very high level overview and then we'll dig into some of the, uh, more of the newer developments uh, as we go through the, uh, the podcast. So basically what ECRM does is we make the buying and the selling process more efficient and effective for retailers, food service operators, pharmacy and medical markets, and all of the suppliers that serve them. And the way we do that, it's two basic ways that we do that. One is through our category-specific private pre-scheduled face-to-face meetings that are done at scale across a ton of food and CPG categories, right? So basically any category that you would see in a CVS uh, or, or on a restaurant menu, we have a session for that. Uh, and they're traditionally in-person, but obviously now we're doing them virtual, and, that, and that's what we'll get into a little more detail uh, in a bit. And the other way is through the RangeMe product discovery platform, and which we, we acquired RangeMe about three years ago. I'm not going to go into as much detail on RangeMe because you did the podcast <laughs> with uh, Brandon and Veer not too long ago, and there's, they are the experts on that. So uh, I, I will just refer everybody to that for the details on RangeMe. Good, good stuff. So, the, in, in part of this, in, in, and again, 
um, there's been a, a, an evolution in, in one of many that we've all had to make in the, in the last few months. But the idea of being able to bring together buyers and particular uh, products and brands from the categories together at one time, whether that was physical or now virtual, um, is the idea to cover more ground more quickly and more efficiently, right? Yes. I mean, that's what it's all about. We take all of the grunt work, so to speak, out of the equation for buyers doing their product discovery and category planning and for the suppliers that are trying to access these buyers. So, you know, and a lot of that, you know, we have the face-to-face -face meetings that we would set up traditionally. We've been doing that for 25 years where we take over a hotel, we arrange a bunch of different meeting spaces, right? So pre-COVID, this is what we looked at like, you know, let's pick a category. Let's say pets, pet products. Yep. So we would, we would um, before the session even happened, and you'll notice I refer to them as sessions, not events, because we really, we're not really like an expo. We're nothing like an expo or traditional trade show. So we, we refer to ourselves more as a business services company uh, because of the way we, uh, we approach it and the way we engage with okay. both the buyers and the sellers. So what we'll do uh, prior to that pet session, as everybody registers, you know, it's very, very customer service uh, focused, very high touch. So when a buyer registers, they'll have a consultation with someone from our retail team, our client success managers, and the, the CSM will learn everything about the retailers or the buyer's needs and objectives within that category. At the same time, as suppliers are registering, we have a, a client success managers consulting with them to learn about the products, the categories and segments they serve, their capabilities, uh, distribution, um, any certifications that might they may have that are relevant, anything that's important for the buyers to know. So then as we get closer to the actual session date, we take those all of that information and we curate a list of appointments matching the needs and objectives of the buyers to the products and capabilities of the suppliers to come up with a curated, really targeted and relevant schedule of appointments so that once we get to the session itself, everybody has their own meeting set up and it should be completely relevant. Uh, so at the meetings themselves, so we'll take over a hotel and then we set up a bunch of different, three different types of meeting spaces, right? One is called uh, a can, uh, planning session. The other is called the uh, innovation pipeline. And the third is the discovery hub. So the, in, the planning session are the 20 minute meetings where we take a hotel room, take the bed out, put a meeting table, two display tables, and the suppliers can set it up however they want. The innovation pipeline is a ballroom with 10 by 10 foot meeting spaces. And then the uh, Discovery Hub is a ballroom with tabletops. But either way, and those, those are 10 minute meetings. So the buyers come, they have their schedules, they'll go from meeting space to meeting space to meeting space and have their 10 or 20 minute meetings with the suppliers. And then wrapped around that, we have education, we have tons of networking opportunities. But ultimately, the overall goal is you know, to really bring them together and get a whole bunch of introductions done within a very short amount of time, something they would never be able to do 
on their own, or if they tried it on their own, it would take a lot more time and costs. Right, for, for sure. And so in those types of, uh, in the sessions, the different types of sessions, whatever, and that was done, obviously, this is, that was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yes. <laughs> and so like many folks out there, you guys had to pivot. So what, what did you do when you realized you weren't going to be able to do the hotel headquarters thing anymore? Okay, once that happened and we realized, probably the when Expo West can, uh, yeah. canceled their yes. session, their show, that was kind of like the indicator to everybody that this is happening. It's real. Everybody's got to do something. Fortunately for us, our process and format that I just described for in-person meetings really lent itself to the pivot to virtual. So we saw that there were a few key pain points in the industry when that happened. On the buyer side, obviously restricted travel, and they weren't letting anybody in their offices. Plus, you know, they had to deal with everything that was going on, out of stocks, uh, you know, the surge in, in, in customers, oh, yeah. and limited product availability because, you know, all the way up the supply chain, you know, it was people were having trouble just getting stuff to the stores if they had it. Or just running out because, you know, we're more of a just-in-time just inventory kind of situation. So on the supplier side, they were having trouble getting access to buyers. So we, you know, we put our heads together. There were actually three things that we did. The first thing was actually Range Me, where they started in March a series of sourcing campaigns for some of their largest retail partners and what those were, uh, that was the most immediate action that we took as a company. So what the sourcing campaigns were, were they would put the word out to all the suppliers, letting them know that, hey, you know, uh, I think uh, Fresh Time Farmers Market is an example. Letting everybody know, hey, Fresh Time is going to have a sourcing uh, campaign. They're going to dedicate one day at the end of March to reviewing all products that are submitted through this link. So basically all these suppliers that couldn't make it to these industry trade events that, you know, it was giving them an opportunity to still connect with some of these uh, retailers. So then we set those dates for the end of March. And then what would happen was when that day came, all of the buyers across categories for those um, retailers would spend the day just sifting through all of those submissions. submissions and then yeah, and then they would, uh, you know, make the decisions for follow-ups. So that was step one. While that was happening, we built what was called efficient supplier introductions. So these were one to many presentations where we would put together category-specific because everything we do is category-specific. Right. So we'd put together uh, a panel of up to 20 buyers, and then it was using – back then, that was using Zoom – and then we'd bring in 10 suppliers in that category. Each supplier got to make a 10-minute presentation to that panel of buyers. So the whole thing lasted two hours. We did about 50, uh, 80 of them, I think. And then that just exploded. Within two weeks, we had 1,000 buyers sign up. And they were very successful. And, well, plus, I mean, there was nothing else out there. You know, there were limited things out there. Sure. So – Based on the feedback from that, you know, people loved it, but they also wanted to do the face-to-face -face 
not in person, but I mean direct interaction, more like they would do at one of our in-person sessions. So based on all of that feedback, you know, we have an amazing digital team. And for people who are not familiar, at our in-person sessions, everybody is lent an iPad that has an ECRM Connect app. And what that app does is it's integrated into your profile, you know, on our platform and you can take notes, you can rate your meetings with one to five stars, you can take pictures, you can, you know, do a lot and then assign follow-ups with that. So we already had some, some sort of a platform like that. So what we did was our digital team kind of ported that whole thing, built a custom platform called ECRM Connect so that we can host private, in-person, face-to-face, virtual meetings. And it's basically mirrors the format that we do in person. You know, the same right. process under, underneath. We prep the buyers the same way. The only difference is for each buyer now, in addition to finding out their needs and objectives, we also do a test run on the system from the computer and the Wi-Fi that they're going to use to make sure that it's optimized for the meetings and you know if they get get rid of any issues ahead of time and we do the same thing on the supplier side so now we've flipped all all of the rest of the year's sessions to virtual sessions because from what we've been hearing from retailers and our retail team talks to dozens and dozens of retailers uh every week is that they're, you know, in-person is not going to be around happening for probably through the end of the year. And who knows with, you know, with the surge we're, ha- we're having right now, where that's going to go. So, um, and the feedback has been amazing. Uh, we've had one, um, everybody knows if you're using Zoom or you're using Microsoft Teams or you're using one of these other platforms, you're kind of on your own. You know, there's no, you know, you're at the mercy yeah. of their platform, right? You know, or Skype. Uh, as <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so here we have a dashboard, right? The, the, because we do the prep work ahead of time, there's rarely any issues. I mean, you're going to have issues, right? Because sure, you got uh, hundreds of Wi-Fi's, hundreds of computers we're dealing with. We've hosted 6,200 meetings already uh, to date. So um, you're going to have some hiccups here and there, but what's important is how fast they're addressed. So we have a whole custom dashboard in the back where all of our customer success managers are constantly viewing the dashboard. And if somebody hits the customer support button, we're there literally within seconds and fixing it and getting them back into their meetings. But, you know, I'll, I'll walk you through the interface that, uh, that they see when they're doing it because uh, that's a really big part of it. So you come on and, you know, you can have as many people on each side of the meeting as you want. We do recommend that they do two or three, you know, not too many more than that because then there's people talking over each other. The bandwidth's not a problem. We have stress tested this thing up to 20 people at once, you know, but it's the people that's the, you know, the people will talk over each other and it just kind of, you know, makes, makes the meeting a challenge. So we can handle it, but we recommend a smaller group. So if you're a buyer, you're looking at the interface, 
So all of your faces are on the screen through the live video, but then there's a side panel to the right where you'll see all the information about the company, right? We have a company description. We have them describe what their wow factor is. We have uh, if they have uploaded any presentations for that meeting beforehand, the buyer can, you know, download it or they can, you know, view it with while they're having the conversations with them. And, and um, then there's another tab that uh, has images of products so they could see the suppliers products and then they can also have another tab within that panel where they could switch into their note-taking mode so they could take notes while they're having a conversation and also they can rate the meetings with one to five stars and they can assign a follow-up timeline one to two weeks two to four weeks I think six weeks is another option and all of that information is saved into their profile on our platform so that later when they're done with their meetings, they can go to the follow-up site right. and bang out all their follow-ups right away. So on the supplier side, it's the same thing. They see the same uh, options. Um, they can rate their meetings. They can take the notes uh, and, and all of that too. And it's just, again, our whole goal is to take all of the, grunt work all the tedious stuff off of their hands we make it really simple we make it uh, uh very efficient for them and what's cool is you know i've interviewed a few buyers um after our sessions about this so this is all public it's on our blog so i interviewed like for example uh hi v uh todd gene he's a candy category manager he participated in our candy uh, our, I think it was uh, Eastern Valentine's Day candy virtual session. And he basically said it's going to change the way he does his business because um, it's squeezed his, you know, he has so much time available because these generally go from noon to about five o'clock. Right. And it's three or four days a week. And so they're not, it's not like they have to travel back to the office dig out from a week's worth of emails and then start. These guys are working in the morning, then they do the session, then when they're done, they're home already. So what we're finding is these guys are following up right away. We've had orders placed within two days of meetings. Obsession. And yeah. yeah, so it's just, you know, the feedback has been great because buyers are able to attend more categories than they normally would. Like Howie Cohen from Bartel Drugs is another one who participated. Normally he goes to our pet sessions, but he can't go to our other general merchandise sessions just because he doesn't have the time. Well, now he can. So, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're learning all these new things. Uh, you know, so the meeting functionality is only part of it. We just it launched the Buyer's Choice Awards. So suppliers can upload their products that they submit for the awards, and then the buyers go into a special section, and they will vote on which ones, you know, based on the packaging and innovation, uh, and you know, then we tally that up. And awesome, yeah, yeah. And then we're all, we're what we're going to be launching is an educational module, where a thought leadership module, where we're going to have presentations both on demand and live, as well as roundtables. So we'll have like five roundtables, each one on a different topic, and we'll block out an hour of time. Each one will be moderated. Up to 10 people can participate. Do a half an hour round 
and then you you know you go and pick another table and then another half an hour round of yeah. discussions. So lots of cool things that were you know this ain't going away. This no. is going to be here for even after the pandemic is over. We'll have a mix. Right of of approaches to that for sure. I think it's it, you know it's important too. And and so a lot of the people who are are in the audience are you know founders and and product people, brand managers and stuff. And buyers take a lot of flack, right? Which is fair. Um, but a lot of people don't realize how much actually is on a buyer's plate. Say, oh, the buyer didn't get back to me. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So average conventional grocery store, 35,000 SKUs, you know, yeah. uh, maybe 18, 20 buyers, you know, and buying for how many stores now? Maybe 2,000, maybe, you know, whatever. If you just figure it out in the time that a buyer can actually spend in that decision-making process, anything to make their life easier or more efficient is going to help. It, it, it just is. And now that we've kind of been forced into this a little bit, I think the other thing that comes out of it is I think people like Costco, people like Walmart are seeing their buyers actually being more efficient through use of right the, the platform yep. and stuff. And you know that once that happens, it's going to now become, you know, they're going to get religion and they're going to say, okay, we want to do more. It's not, you're still going to fly to Cincinnati and do a cutting for, right, your product. That's still going to happen, but it's going to happen less than it would have in the past. And you're going to have to be more prepared to deal with what, you know, I'm calling. And I think we started this phrase when we were in the middle of the, the range me thing with Veer and Brandon is digital purchasing. Um, so, so think of digital purchasing as basically, a. if you were a buyer, um, think about your life in terms of right now, how your personal life has gone. How much stuff do you now buy online? Do you, you know, whether it's Amazon or Walmart.com or whatever you're doing, or just off of Facebook, right? You are making those decisions. You are using digital tools in order to do that. Well, guess what? the buyers, the purchasers are basically doing that same thing. And, and that's, that's how this is going to evolve now. You know, yep. I agree. It's gotta, it's gotta come that way, but I'm really glad to hear about the, the buyer's choice award is great. And also the educational modules, because again, it's a perfect, you know, a, a perfect uh, thing for it. Um, Joe talk, can you talk a little bit about some of the, the different people, different brands and stuff that have had, some success in, in the, uh, in the sessions and stuff? Sure. Uh, for example, uh, this is one and, and you could find, uh, the full, uh, I, I interviewed this guy for our blog and our podcast too. Uh, his name is Craig Harlan. He's with a company called earth friendly products and he's a good example. Uh, and there's several others, but, uh, so he had, uh, he has this, he was at our pet session. And he had, I believe, 35 meetings with buyers during uh, two or three days. And he ended up getting 32 or 33 follow-up requests, right? In other words, when they hit right. that button and say, follow up with me, you know, through the system. And then already had a couple of in-person, like, you know, direct requests after that and an order already. And, and that was literally two days after. But uh, another, another person was uh, at our healthy living vitamin and nutrition uh, session, which was the first one that we did. And her name was uh, Alisa Shakespeare. And she's with, and I love the name of her company, Total Cluster Fudge. 
<laughs> yeah. And 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 wow. you know what? Her enthusiasm and passion and attitude it is perfect for that. She also has uh, another company called No Fudging Way. But uh, so, I mean, a lot of it is snacks and stuff, but she does have a nutritionally enhanced line and that's what she was pitching. And same situation with her. You know, she was, uh, uh, had a 30 something meetings and like 32 people assigned follow-up timelines. And, you know, it's just, we're seeing that again and again. Now I got to give those guys credit because, you know, we get to uh, peek in to these meetings as they're happening. We do it just, you know, for quality control. We, we may jump into a meeting anonymously. Like they can't see us. They'll see an ECRM logo pop up so right. that they know that we're just peeking in for like 10 seconds to make sure everything's okay. And when I popped into hers, her setup and her presentation is a big reason why um, she got that response. Because, I mean, she had her background set up like the store shelf, like shelves in a store. She was wearing a branded apron and a shirt and tie and the way she was presenting. And, you know, because a lot of people, what a lot of, and this is important for you, for your audience, especially in person, you know, you do, you can capture a lot of that in-person feel with virtual, yep. but you do have to take things into consideration. And one of the most important things is the screen that they're seeing, you know, they're only their world, your world in their eyes is only limited to the dimensions of their screen. So everything that you want to present and have there needs to be brought within that screen. So if you could do that, you know, they call it, I did a little video on LinkedIn about this called framing up, you know, the way a director will square his fingers, yes. you know, and make a little frame. Well, you kind of have to do that mentally when you're setting up as a supplier doing your presentation, you need to like really, really practice. You practice with friends, practice with, in doing your presentation for the screen because it's a little bit more like theater. You know, your gestures should be bigger. You also need to pay attention where the camera is on your computer because if you're not looking at your camera, it's going to look like on their end like you're not looking at them. Right. So... And if you're looking at their face on the screen, you're not looking at the camera. So you got to kind of bounce back and forth, looking at them, then switching. When you're emphasizing a point, make sure you're looking at your, your uh, actual lens on your computer. And some of them, if you're on a Microsoft Surface Pro, some of them are down by the keyboard. And some of them are, you know, they're in different spots. So you have to just have a, an awareness and think of it kind of like a director and a, on a film set right. when you're putting together your virtual presentation. But so, but so I think there, the way these guys presented was a big factor. And then also that efficiency that you mentioned, it's just, you know, we cut out all the other time of traveling and, you know, there's no cocktails, no dinner afterwards. So these, these participants have more time available to kind of jump on stuff right away. And then we make it easy for them because let's say a buyer is going through all of their meetings, the ones that really wow them, they assign five stars. Then when they go into their follow-up page, they can just sort by the number of stars and hit the five-star ones first with their follow-ups, then the four <laughs> stars, then three. You know what I mean? We try yeah. to address everything that's going to just make it easier. And we do realize that, you know, there are some retailers that, are going to prefer to do virtual uh, over in person. So, you know, we will have to have a mix. We'll have some sessions will be in person down the road. 
some others will be in virtual. Yep. But like you mentioned before, everybody's so used to the virtual universe now that I think a lot of these introductory meetings are no longer going to be in an office. I think the first meeting, you know, maybe the second meeting or, you know, but yep. in the beginning, it's going to be virtual. It's, you know, it's just a t time is the one thing you can't replace and you can't buy more of. And right. like you said, buyers have so much more on their plate now than they ever did. So virtual is they've, what this has caused is for them to realize all of the savings and time that they can get. So Joe, you know, one of the things I wanted to, to, to ask about, uh, if people have an, an interest in stuff, um, you know, how are you guys working now with virtual? Um, obviously there's a cost to the services. How mm -hmm. are you guys working the pricing now and what could people out there expect? Well, the pricing is definitely, you know, less than, uh, what it would cost to participate in an in-person uh, but there is a cost there because there's we're paying a lot of money for bandwidth. We're and you know what what suppliers have to realize is the they're getting the same things, the same services that they would in person, other than the actual physical thing. We're still matching you up with the right people. We're getting these great buyers that have big budgets. You know, we work with all, most, just about all of the top retailers in all categories and food service operators and all that. We're, you know, curating these really relevant schedules. So there's a lot of work uh, behind it. People don't realize that you don't just throw up this, you know, virtual thing and boom, it's all done. There's the planning, there's the consulting work, there's the testing there's the, you know, developing the schedules. We have people who are just dedicated to putting together these schedules and managing the schedules. So there's a lot of work behind it. So the prices vary. It is less uh, uh, than the uh, traditional uh, in-person sessions. And all of the prices are public. They're on, if you go to our list of sessions and you go on the page, all of the prices are there. So it's not, you know, we're very transparent about it. I think it ends up kind of uh, being around half of what the in-person okay. session was. Because, yeah. you know, we, we don't have to pay for flights. We don't have to pay for the hotel and all that. Right. But uh, all of the services and the people and the process and all of that and the system that we have and, and, and the updates and the maintaining, you know, there still are. You know, it's 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 not a free thing to uh, put together. No, no, of course not. And, and Joe, we'll put obviously put the link in the in the in the show notes. But um, where can people get more information on upcoming ECRM sessions? So if you just go to ecrm.marketgate.com, so that's ecrm.marketgate.com, and then click the programs tab, and that'll bring up the list of all of our programs, whether they're virtual or whether they're in person. So I believe right now, everything through November is virtual and then it's in person. But, you know, depending on what happens, that might shift. Uh, we also have our European sessions. Here's another thing for, for your suppliers out there. One thing that virtual has done is it lets U.S.-based suppliers get in front of our international retailers really easy ah. um there's one supplier that i interviewed she's like this is so great she's like i never have the time to go to europe but i have customers in europe and we service european retailers 
So, you know, she sells a pet product. Uh, it's a company called Tick Key. And okay. she's been to our fish and supplier introductions. She just participated in our pet uh, session. And I believe she uh, participated in our fish and supplier introduction in Europe already. And um, I believe she will be participating in the pet European virtual session as well. So, yeah, so it's just we're learning all of these different benefits that, you know, we didn't think of in the beginning, stuff like that, you know, where people were able to do things. Because if you're traveling to Europe, that's a, what, a day or more there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. So it's really changed the game for suppliers, too, because, uh, one, for them to be able to get in front of this number of buyers that quickly, whether it's an in-person session or not, or virtual, uh, I mean, just doing it on your own, the costs involved, even if you were going to do your own virtual, because like Hy-Vee, he told me, he said he was skeptical at first, and so was Craig from Earth Friendly Products. They were skeptical at first. Once they started doing it, the, the guy from High V said, by the second meeting, I fell in love with it, and I realized there was no way he could do it on his own. And same thing with uh, Craig from Earth Friendly Products. It's just, you would, you would think that you could, oh, I could set up my own Zoom meetings and all that, but that's the secret sauce. That is really what the value we're delivering. The platform's just the method of doing it, but what we're really de delivering is herding all of these people together in a schedule that really takes a little bit of only a little bit of time out of your schedule and lets you do accomplish a lot. And, and, and by the way, folks, as, as Joe and I are recording this, you can't even go to the EU anyway. So yes, <laughs> yes. So if you, if you, Good point. you want to get to, uh, you know, to talk to uh, Carrefour or whatever, you're going to have to do it virtually. There is no, no, there's no other way. That um, is a great point. They just did that. Yep. Yep. Um, Joe, uh, another point I wanted to touch on was, um, kind of for suppliers for brands on, on this side, maybe haven't used or as familiar with it yet. You guys also have a vetting process for the suppliers so that your buyers don't have to worry about, you know, talking to people that can't obviously fulfill what they need. Yes. That's one with those uh, consultations that I mentioned earlier on both sides when we learn the buyer's needs and objectives, we do that specifically so that we can only match them up with the suppliers that make the most sense. And those are refined. So we build an initial schedule and then we review it with the buyers. And we, you know, we go through each, each uh, one and, you know, to make sure, because sure, I know every supplier wants to meet with the large retailers, but if it doesn't make sense, you don't want to waste their time and they don't want to waste yours. However, we do give them opportunities to kind of make their case, you know? So like, sure. let's say a buyer is just a prestige beauty buy, you know, a retailer and they only buy prestige products. And we have the supplier that's a value supplier of value beauty products. Well, we wouldn't put them together. However, if that supplier says, hey, wait a minute, we just launched our first line of prestige beauty products, well, then, you know, it makes sense to put them together. So, you know, we're constantly refining it. And, uh, and you know, we have a team of uh, 30 or more client success managers, and that's all they do is talk to buyers and suppliers all the time to find this stuff out and to make sure that the meetings are relevant. Because if, you know, that's really 
what makes it all work is having these, making sure every meeting counts and not wasting anybody's time. Yep. And, and the other part we talked about, the same thing with the folks arrange me was, is the preparation is just key on both sides and you guys take care of so much of that, but also, um, you know, brands have to be aware that they got to put their best foot forward in, in this space because, you know, again, you've got the screen and you've got, you know, maybe there's samples sent beforehand or whatever, but, but still basically, um, you've got to present it, you've got to do it, you've got to have all your ducks in a row, as you would say, before, you know, before you do it. It's very Yes, and speaking of samples, because uh, I know on the food side, it's like, okay, it's a virtual session, I can't taste anything. But in that process, when we're talking to the bars, we ask them, would you like samples ahead of time and where should we send them? Right. And then we let all of the suppliers know in advance. Uh, you know, as far in advance, if a supplier signs up a day before, it's, you know, they could follow up afterwards. Uh, but this way the bars can, if they want, they can have the samples there. Some bars are like, nah, I'll just ask for the samples of the ones that I want. And then they, you know, also there's a link if they're on range me. I think all of them are now because that's part of our onboarding process. They could just click on the range me link in the ECRM Connect platform and be taken to taken to that supplier's RangeMe profile where they can request the sample. And they have, so right. it's all integrated and it's all works together. Part of the onboarding process for suppliers is getting them a basic profile on RangeMe. So we want to do that for every single supplier. Right. Yeah. I just I just got to say, Joe, you guys did an incredible job of pivoting. Thank you. I mean, that was just, and I, I watched it. I, I saw a couple of sessions and, you know, when we went through that, the two days or three days before Expo West, when it was obvious that buyers weren't going anywhere because the company said, you can't go. Yep. Um, right. And then they started, you know, I remember Walmart and Costco, both on the same day, sent out notices saying all further meetings at headquarters are canceled. Like, well, what do you mean? We've got a new yeah. product meeting. We got What? What are we going to do? And then basically, again, this this kind of you know, okay, we're going to do Zoom and, you know, the, the first, I did a Zoom meeting with a, a Walmart buyer with a client with first one. And, you know, it's like, this is not like being in Bentonville at all, but it's cool, <laughs> you know. And, you could get close. You could get close. It's, yeah, you could, you, you know. Could it. But the broker was in Chicago and, you know, we were in California and, and you know, so it was, it was very, it, it was a little tough to start with. And then by the time we were, you know, 45 minutes in, we were done. We were, okay, this is it. This is how we put through the test PO, blah, 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 the kind of things you want to hear. So it was, it was great, but uh, no, it's been awesome. And, um, and again, folks, by the way, for more information on ECRM, you can go to ecrm.marketgate.com. We'll also have that link in the show notes and the link will be available at the kitchen to shelf website as well. Um, Joe, anything else exciting coming up that we should know about? Sure. Well, there's just one thing I wanted to add, and that is like none of this would have been possible without the people. You know, it's a virtual platform, but it's the people on the ECRM team behind it that make it all happen. I mean, there's it's it's you know it's a difficult thing to make a pivot like this if not everybody is on board and working together. And you know, so I have to really give a shout out to all the whole ECRM team the digital team, which is always in the back behind the scenes and they don't get the glory and everything. And, you know, so it's really, it's all about the people. And that's, I think that's what a lot of people overlook is that, yeah, it's virtual meetings, but 
the people behind it are really what drives it. So a uh, uh, big shout out to the whole uh, uh, team and everybody who's making it happen. And, uh, you know, look, I do miss in-person meetings and we will yeah. get back to that as soon as yeah. we can because, you know, there is a value in the networking and the schmoozing side of things. And, hey, I went to 48 sessions last year in person. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I really, yeah, I do miss that a lot. But, you know, safety of our customers, our staff, everybody is really important. And, you know, being able to help them out and, and help them still conduct business during this time is, is really important to us. Yeah. So and I always also, looking for feedback. I always think too, Joe, and thank you as VP of content for also helping us to get to know a lot of those people who are on that team. So, I mean, there's some people that I've seen, you know, I've times and listened to them and stuff that I feel like I know them, even if I was dealing with them virtually, it would be like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> this is totally, and, and that's something I think that is really great about the stuff that you produce. It just makes yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to put faces out there. You know, I want everybody to know who our people are. They've been doing some cool TikTok videos lately to promote the sessions. Yeah. There's, there's more good stuff coming. That's like a Gary V thing. You got to be on TikTok. I'm going TikTok. I just, I just figured out how to do Instagram. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. Well, technically we're not on TikTok, but they've been using TikTok to make it. And then they would put the video on LinkedIn. <laughs> I like it. But, yeah. So, but eventually, eventually we'll make our way on there. We're on all the other platforms and, uh, but there are other people in the company that are much better I don't know how to use TikTok yet. I haven't tried it, but all the people within yeah. the company are experts at it already. Well, thanks, Joe. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and, and talk a little bit more about ECRM and what you guys are doing and, and how you pivoted. It's a, that's a leadership thing that uh, I hope a lot of other people out there have also been able to do it. It, it hasn't been easy, but um, it's been different, but we're, we're going to get through it and uh, working together is how we're going to do it. So well, it thank is. you for having me. And I think we're all going to grow as an industry from this. So uh, I think so too. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, hey everyone, uh, just thanks again for all of you for joining us here on the Next Level Brands podcast. Our podcast brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses, workshops, and webinars for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you're concerned about how your business is weathering the COVID crisis, or if you'd like more information on tips and topics discussed today, please visit the website at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com. What you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands Podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.